Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Millions of Americans under severe weather threat after deadly tornadoes and dangerous flooding wreak havoc across the south. A look at where the storm is headed next. Here are tonight's headlines. Tornado is just uh, 100 yards or so right there. A small Texas town devastated after a twister tears apart neighborhoods and kills at least three. So scary. And parts of Florida underwater after torrential rain. Jurors have reached a guilty verdict in the synagogue shooting trial. I am feeling a sense of relief. The shooter is being held accountable for those awful acts. Attorney General Merrick Garland releases a scathing report on the Minneapolis Police Department following the death of George Floyd. Its patterns and practices investigation found that the police department has a history of using excessive force and violating citizens' civil rights. UPS union workers threatened to strike. What it could mean for your packages. Hundreds of thousands of UPS union workers could walk off the job, making it the largest strike in U.S. history. The whistleblower who leaked the Pentagon Papers exposing secrets about the Vietnam War dies. Tonight, a look at Daniel Ellsberg's legacy. At GM's Milford Proving Ground outside Detroit, these screens replace their traditional dashboard. One of the big influences behind these screens are video games. And it's Friday, so we go on the road. From a desperate place across the Atlantic, a suspicious message went out. I took him for a scammer, but he showed me that there was a different side to him. It's just a lot of fun to see people be the hero of their own story.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We begin with dangerous weather that's here to stay. Through next week, we will see record heat. And this weekend into Father's Day, 10 states from Colorado to Florida are bracing for severe thunderstorms. It is another round of serious weather after a night of tornadoes and widespread destruction across the south and central parts of the country. At least five people were killed, including an 11-year-old boy, when twisters, high winds, and thunderstorms swept across Mississippi, Florida, and Texas. In the small city of Perryton, Texas, nearly 200 homes were reduced to rubble and debris scattered around. Hundreds of thousands remain without power in six southern states. In Florida's panhandle, residents had to be rescued after 15 to 16 inches of rain fell in a matter of hours. CBS's Omar Villafranca is seeing the devastation up close and starts us off from Perryton, where the governor just declared a disaster. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. Preliminary reports from the National Weather Service says this was an EF2 tornado. That means wind speeds of up to 135 miles an hour. And take a look at some of the damage that was left behind. You had metal and wood buildings that didn't stand a chance. Even brick buildings took a beating. There are debris piles like this all around. This small city took a big hit and it could take months to rebuild. Tonight, Parts of the panhandle in pieces after a tornado a quarter of a mile wide tore through the small city of Perryton, Texas, Thursday afternoon, wiping out row after row of homes and businesses. Part of our roof is gone. There's a lot of damage. In its path, a mobile home park that officials say took a direct hit. Many of the homes reduced to twisted piles of debris, some in flames. The body of 11-year-old Matthew Ramirez was found there. Also killed Cindy Brandsgrove and Becky Randall at the print shop she owned. Sections of Perryton's main street are now unrecognizable. An absolute devastation here. Including City Hall and the fire station. Firefighters searching through the rubble for survivors found an American flag completely intact. Thursday storms were part of a violent severe weather outbreak that clobbered the south all week with monster tornadoes in Alabama and Georgia, hail the size of baseballs throughout the region, and heavy rain, more than a foot in areas of the Florida Panhandle. In Pensacola, more than 200 people were rescued after flash floods stranded them in an apartment complex. Back in Texas, the cleanup continues. We found Victor Munoz picking up debris from his damaged home. He actually filmed the storm just moments before it hit his house. Uh, the debris was like hail was just hitting, banging, everything, everything breaking. He rode out the tornado with his two brothers in their bathroom, praying his mother would make it home alive. The tornado was going that way. I didn't know what had happened. I was worried about my mom. I couldn't get my truck out or anything. And once I saw her alive, I, I gave a big-ass hug. I was tearing up. Making, I'm just glad she was alive. The Munoz family told me that the 11-year-old boy who was killed was actually their cousin. The family is in shock, but they say that they're getting help from other family members, friends, neighbors, and even strangers to cope and try to rebuild. Nora? We're praying for their recovery. Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, the severe weather threat will continue through the weekend, so let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. 
Good evening, Nora. Once again, uh, severe storms threatening a lot of the U.S. In fact, already this evening, seeing some explosive storms here from uh, parts of the south and the mid-south into the mid-Atlantic and the northeast. The threat does continue again tomorrow. Damaging winds, large hail. Could see golf ball size hail tonight and again tomorrow. Can't rule out at least a few tornadoes. The threat for some of the worst of the weather, I think, really is going to increase in the late afternoon and the evening hours with the peak heating and about the dangerous, possibly record-breaking heat we could see across parts of the southern plains this weekend. Sunday feels like temperatures here, Nora, going to top 120 degrees. That's hot. Chris Warren, thank you. A guilty verdict today in the Tree of Life Synagogue shooting trial, the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. 50-year-old truck driver Robert Bowers was convicted on all 63 federal charges against him for his hate-inspired rampage in Pittsburgh in October 2018. Eleven Jewish worshipers were killed and several others were wounded in the attack, carried out with an AR-15 rifle and handguns. A jury will now decide if he should get the death penalty or life in prison without parole. Now to a damning report from the Department of Justice that accuses the Minneapolis Police Department of a pattern of discrimination and abuse against racial minorities. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports the years-long investigation was launched in the aftermath of the police killing of George Floyd. More than three years after the murder of George Floyd at the hands of former police officer Derek Chauvin, Attorney General Merrick Garland said systemic abuses by police led to his death. We found that the Minneapolis Police Department routinely uses excessive force, often when no force is necessary. Lloyd was killed after being placed in a neck restraint, something the report says was too common and sometimes used in situations that did not end in an arrest. An analysis of 19 police shootings over six years found that officers shot at people without first determining whether there was an immediate threat. As an example, investigators cited the murder of Justine Damon in 2017, who reported to police a possible sexual assault. When they showed up, she approached and was shot by an officer because he was, quote, spooked. What do we want report concluded that black citizens experienced 24% more uses of force than white people and that the MPD disproportionately stops black and Native American people. The city's new police chief promised a new approach. We will change the narrative around policing in this city. Some activists have doubts about that. Do you believe them? No, I don't. Why not? They've had so many chances to do better. They have put forward lots of statements, lots of policy changes, and lots of promises, but those have been broken promises. Here at City Hall, officials tell us that they've already made some changes within the police department since George Floyd's murder. But the scathing report today officially begins the process of negotiating with the Department of Justice on how best to move forward with reforms of how police police this community. Dora. Jeff Pagay is back in Minneapolis for us. Thank you, Jeff. Well, let's turn now to what could turn into the largest work stoppage in the U.S. in more than 60 years. 
97% of UPS union workers voted to authorize a strike this summer if a deal can't be reached on a new contract. CBS's Carter Evans reports a walkout would likely devastate the nation's fragile supply chain. UPS! Gil Guzman has been driving for UPS for 23 years. Did you vote to authorize the strike? I did. We're the best in the business. It's time to get paid like it. He's one of 330,000 employees who want wage increases and more full-time jobs. We work hard. We work hard for our job. We work hard for this company. We move this country around. UPS is the biggest shipping company in the U.S. Around 6% of the nation's gross domestic product passes through its brown vans. Nationwide, drivers deliver nearly 19 million packages every single day. And a halt in operations would cause major supply chain disruptions. The reason we call it a chain is that it's so integrated. So any strike, especially the long-lasting strike, could have a devastating effect. Uh, both for the summer, uh, back to schools and upcoming holidays. The boom in online shopping during the pandemic is still going strong, resulting in record profits for the company. So why not share with your employees? Drivers already won a big concession this week when UPS agreed to install air conditioning in its trucks. If you could say one thing to the people who are in the negotiating room, what would you want them to know from you? Just don't mess it up. You got 330,000 strong UPSers that give their blood, sweat, and tears for this company, and both sides, let's just work it out and, and make it happen. Now, a strike is not a guarantee at this point in the negotiation, and UPS says it is aligned with its workers on many key issues, and it is committed to reaching a deal before this contract expires at the end of July. Nora? This will be watched closely. Carter Evans, thank you. Daniel Ellsberg, a military analyst who leaked a trove of government secrets about the Vietnam War, died today in California. He was 92. Ellsberg's disclosures in the early 1970s led to a Supreme Court ruling that expanded press freedoms. We have more now from our chief Washington correspondent, Major Garrett. As the Vietnam War ground on with more than 50,000 Americans dead. What should we learn? Daniel Ellsberg leaked the Pentagon Papers, 7,000 pages of government secrets, an admission of mistakes and self-delusion about the war's origins. The Nixon administration, unnerved by the disclosure, sued to suppress publication by media outlets and prosecuted Ellsberg for espionage. We've got to keep our eye on the main ball. The main ball's Ellsberg. We got to get this son of a bitch. Ellsberg's case ended in a mistrial, and the Supreme Court upheld the right to publish, a landmark moment for free press, depicted in the 2017 film The Post. It's just government secrets. Ellsberg remained a fierce advocate of exposing government secrets. What I'm working at is to try to alerting people to the danger before the alarm sounds. Henry Kissinger, a top advisor to Nixon, once called Ellsberg the most dangerous man in America. That may have been an exaggeration, but his status as one of the nation's most important whistleblowers was not. Major Garrett, CBS News, Washington. Switching gears now to our week-long series, The Future of Cars. Many new vehicles rolling off the assembly line have eliminated the traditional dashboards and replaced them with high-tech touchscreens. CBS's Chris Van Cleve shows us how automakers are trying to find a balance between driver engagement and distraction. 
The 2023 Cadillac Lyric EV comes with a glimpse of the future, what General Motors calls its new cockpit experience. And if it feels a bit like a video game, that's because it was designed by gamers. Historically, the exterior was really what made or broke a vehicle, but now it's the combination of the exterior and the interior. It's the digital experience is a big part of that. So the Mike Hishmi leads um, GM's cockpit experience team. You guys have kind of gamified that experience. Gaming has really influenced the design of not just the digital content that you see on the screens. A lot of the controls, like the steering wheel controls, are inspired by uh, video game controllers. The upcoming Cadillac Celestic EV won't have a traditional dashboard at all. Instead, a video wall that stretches across the front cabin, similar to this Mercedes EV. And the new Ford Mustang screens will be powered by the same system used to develop the popular video game Fortnite. It's the brain of the car. It's the only way that you can communicate with the driver. Marty Romances runs San Francisco-based Territory Studio, a design firm with its roots in video games and big-budget movies that design the user experience for the Lyric. Cars need the same things that we do for movies and games, which is telling a very complex story in a visual language, in a way that everyone can understand what's happening. There's this delicate balance where- Kelly Funkhauser from our partners at Consumer Reports has reviewed some of the new display-heavy vehicles. We're really concerned about the drawing driver's attention away from the road and putting it onto those screens. We want to ensure that the driver is engaged in the driving task. GM says it tests for distractions before the screens ever hit the road. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Detroit. There was a terrifying and deadly bear attack today in Arizona. What we are learning tonight next. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tonight, police in Arizona say a 66-year-old man was killed in a rare and unprovoked bear attack. Witnesses say Stephen Jackson from Tucson was attacked at his campsite in Prescott this morning and dragged about 75 yards as the black bear started to maul him. Neighbors shot the bear, but Jackson was already dead. Officials say 15 people have been attacked by bears in Arizona since 1990. This was the second fatality. A plane makes a dramatic landing on a busy interstate. That's next. 
Drivers on a major interstate near Duluth, Minnesota, got quite a surprise today when a small plane landed on the highway. Luckily, no one was hurt. Police say the plane landed in the northbound lane and came to rest in a ditch. There is no word yet on what forced the plane to come down. On the Road is next with a man who reaches out to suspected email scammers, but not in the way you might think. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman visits an old friend who likes giving complete strangers the benefit of the doubt. We find out why on the road. From a desperate place across the Atlantic, a suspicious message went out. My name is Joel from Liberia, West Africa. I need some assistance from you, business or financial assistance that will help empower me. And 6,000 miles away, a stranger answered. I just wanted to go down this rabbit hole and see what were the tricks that they used to get people. You were wrong about him. So I took him for a scammer, but he, he showed me that he, there was a different side to him. As we first reported in 2018, Ben Taylor of Ogden, Utah befriended the stranger and helped him help himself. He worked with Joel to make a little booklet about his life. And I sold it online to whoever was interested in the story or whoever was just interested in helping a guy out. And from those sales, Joel was able to earn hundreds of dollars. Is this your home? Oh yeah, it is my home. Ben even visited to see the results of their partnership firsthand. Brand new roof. It looks good, man. Yeah, yeah. As you might expect, after that story first aired, lots of people tried to seize on Ben's kindness. His spam folder blew up with supposedly desperate pleas. Like the woman in Cameroon who said she needed money for reconstructive plastic surgery. The same letter had been circulating on the internet for years. It was even posted on a scam reporting website. But I read into her story and it, it felt like something that I couldn't ignore. So you believe somebody again? I did a lot of work to kind of get to the bottom of it. Turns out the story is true. Chica Ordery had a botched surgery as a child that left her with intermittent but excruciating pain. Hi, Chica Ordery. So? A couple months ago. It's me, Mr. Ben. Ben did as he'd done before. <laughs> How are you? Flew to see the woman so many others had written off as a scammer and showed her the book, this is the book. that would pay for her operation. That you wrote. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to see people kind of be the hero of their own story. Hi, Chief Ordery. You look like someone who just got out of surgery. Thanks to you, Mr. Ben. Twice now, Ben Taylor has gone halfway around the world to help a stranger 
and inspire you. Not to go answer your spam mail, just open your mind to the possibility that some people may be better than you think. Yeah, how you doing? Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.